Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling around a bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when. All right, here we go. Primetime Titans. It has been a bit. I'm JG. I'm Pettit. And I'm Robert. And uh, we're here to bring you um, just, you know, we're going to talk about the draft because we gave our thoughts after the first night, talked a little bit about A.J. Brown, but, I mean, we had a we had a good, I think we had a good draft, and we haven't talked about it yet. I'm excited to talk about it. But first, I feel like, first off, I, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Welcome back, Pettit. Thank you. It's, it's, uh, it's been a little bit. Well, just for all of us together, honestly, we haven't done an episode in a while, but uh, excited. This yeah. is, it's been a minute, and I'm excited to, to get this episode out. I didn't think about that because the last time you were on, Robert wasn't. Yeah. So, wow. Right. Okay. Well, we're here. We're, we're back. We're here. We're back. Um, and, back uh, on Memorial Day. It's Memorial Day. May 30th. It's May, May 30th. Um, shout out to... More than a shout-out. I feel like it should be more respective than the term shout-out for all the military personnel who have died while serving in the United States Armed Forces. Yeah. We're for, observing, observing you today, remembering you guys. I mean, without you, we would be nothing. We couldn't just sit here and talk about Titans nonsense Absolutely to, our, not. to our 80 followers. We <laughs> might be at 90 now. Making news this off season, we don't ten percent growth. We don't need the, we don't need to reveal our numbers to our listeners. Yeah. It might no, be no. hundreds, might be thousands. We did hit over a hundred a couple times last year, didn't we? Yeah. Almost, almost every episode. Um, that's right, every episode. I don't yeah. look at the numbers. I'm not a numbers guy. I'm a talker. First season, <laughs> I, he knows his role. We're going up. <laughs> Pettit's our up. numbers guy. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, okay. I, what I want to touch on first, though, and Pettit, you we we sent your thoughts out on social media. You did record a video about what you think. <laughs> did you post that? I did post it, yes. Uh, A.J. Brown, um, now that the dust has kind of settled a little bit, we've seen a little bit more tweets from him. Maybe we got a little backstory from both sides. What, how are we feeling now about it? I'm, I, I'll let you all talk, and then, and then I'll go. Whoever, are Pettit, we, you go first. Is the question, These are because I feel like I have two separate answers here, is the question... How do we feel about the situation, or how do we feel about A.J. Brown specifically? Uh, I mean, both. Like, I guess maybe A.J. Brown specifically has made you feel better or worse about the situation. I don't know. Just incorporate that all. Okay. I guess I'll answer them both a little separately. Um, A.J. Brown, he is, I guess, uh, he's still one of my favorite Titans of all time. With all that came out and all the back and forth on – you know, who was paying how much and how much money he wanted and if he really wanted to be a Titan and all that stuff going back and forth. It does, you know, I, I don't know who to believe really in that whole thing. And I agree with that. Um, so I, I, I really don't want to hate AJ at all and I don't want to hate the Titans. So I'm just going to kind of <laughs> stay out of that one. And then as for the situation, I think, you know, from a financial perspective, I guess it makes sense. One thing I again, I could kind of talk about this for a minute, but I do think if you're going to make a big move, like trade away your best player on the team, it's I think AJ would have been the best player leading up to the season with Derek probably taking a small step back. Well, and you argue Jeffrey Simmons, but I mean, yeah, different true. side of the ball. 
So, AJ, probably your best offensive player, maybe, or whatever. One of absolute superstar. I think if you're going to trade away a guy like that, you got to shake the tree. Because, you know, you trade him away, and right off the bat, we are not the division favorite, probably. What, yeah. Shake the tree? Re- Sorry, I don't know that phrase. I was about to elaborate. Okay. Because <laughs> I'm sitting here a little confused. <laughs> don't you worry. I'm about to talk about it. I got you. Sorry. I got ahead of myself. So when you trade him away, we're already not winning the Super Bowl right there. Right off the bat, Super Bowl, we are not contenders. So Agreed. I think you got to shake the tree. And I think they did a good job in just creating a new era of the Titans and basically saying, hey, we drafted a young, potentially really great wide receiver to re- try and replace A.J. Brown. So that's first start. And then we got a QB that, you know, it could be the new face of the Titans here in a year or two. Highest ceiling of any QB in the draft. Yeah. he. It's true. I was watching his highlight. Okay, I'm not going to talk about that yet. <laughs> I could go on for a we'll minute. We, we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. to that we'll in a little there. bit. But, and then we made a couple other draft picks, like some another wide receiver, some guys on defense, a tight end. I think what they did was basically said, we are creating a new era. That Titans with, without A.J. Brown is not winning the Super Bowl. However, this draft, making all the – trades in the draft and getting these new guys these new guys might be the guys that could at least give us something like it could work out now but then it might we not at least feel very, good about it, it very later well on. might not but the ceil- the chances are higher with yeah. getting these new guys than, than just was, having aj yeah then yeah or just getting rid of aj and just not making a lot okay. of moves yeah and just getting trail on burks or something and then it's just like okay we took a step back there i see what you're saying shaking it up and being like okay we're gonna kind of get all these guys and see if we can some of these guys will hit, and maybe we'll win a Super Bowl. So I've gone back and forth on this question, JG, about what do I think about the A.J. Brown situation for really for about a month now. Um, and I get all of the reasons for doing it on paper, the wide receiver market. He doesn't stay healthy. We're a run-first football team. You don't want to pay him that money. And the guy is 24 years old, and he's a top 10 NFL wide receiver easily and has the talent and ability to be a top five NFL wide receiver. And I just don't think you can let those guys out of your building and be a contending Super Bowl team. I just don't. So the more I've thought about this, the more and more I think we made a mistake in letting him go. Traylon Burks could be great, and if he's great, then I guess we're going to have this same conversation in four years about or five years about are we going to pay Traylon Burks. But – at some point, you have to have playmakers on the outside. We have had a team that is historically bad at wide receiver. Historically bad. Like, we cannot get good players on the outside. We just have never been able to draft them. You look at Corey Davis. You know, he was not what he was supposed to be. And A.J. Brown was finally that guy, a homegrown talent, the first time we've ever drafted a wide receiver who has turned out to be a superstar. And we just let him go over, you know, $5 million a year. I don't know. It's not my money. I guess it's a lot easier for me to say, go ahead and pay the guy. And I get that he was being a diva maybe, and he wanted this and he wanted that, and he wasn't on the field. I get all that stuff, but it's just, I guess, you know, to play devil's advocate a little bit here, I can't get over the fact that we let a guy who is 24 years old and a stud walk out of our building he is going to end up being an eagle. Like when when his career is looked at that over hurts. the long term, yeah, that hurts. He's going to play seven, eight, nine years in Philadelphia 
and set a bunch of records in Philadelphia, and or, everybody's going to remember him as a Philadelphia Eagle, not as a Titan. I mean, or he gets hurt constantly and misses a lot of games. And yeah, maybe. Doesn't really do much, and it looks great. And I've heard... But th- yes, if he has a great career, it's not... As yeah. you know, it's not like. But even if he plays the Titan first and then Eagles, it's like even if Eagle he plays eight games Brown. a season, like that's almost eight wins in a season. Yeah, he <laughs> literally when he played for us, we won. It felt like. Yeah. Um, and I have heard some things about his knees that maybe they're not uh, going to hold up in the long term. But th- it's all just rumors. All we know is that we let a stud walk out of our building. We got worse that night. Totally. We we got absolutely worse. That was a really hard night. And we tried, We came on this podcast. We tried to talk ourselves into it. Like, okay, the wide receiver market's going crazy. And Traylon Burks, he can, he can fill that production for, the, for a much cheaper cost. And like, yeah, that's true, I guess. And remember that 49ers game? We won the game because A.J. Brown was uncoverable. Yeah. I mean, he is a rare talent. And I just, I don't know, I think we made a mistake. Um, this is probably the first time I have, I've really felt like the front office made a mistake and maybe they're going to be right and I'm going to be wrong. And that's probably going to be the case. Cause I'm not, I'm not getting paid millions of dollars to do what they do and they do it at a really high level. So you can't critique them too much, but it just hurts. It hurts to see that guy go out of the building. Yeah. I think it's fair to say that we, even, even if it does work out and that, you know, we look back there's still, it still is very true to say right now that that night when we traded away, away A.J. Brown, that we got worse because yeah. he's that good. You don't know what Traylon Burks is going to be. You don't know what all the other players are going to be uh, that we got draft picks for. But when I look back on the whole weekend, it's one of those things where I get why we had to make the move GM-wise. Emotionally, I did not want I, – I loved A.J. Brown. Yeah. I got every single year. Like, going into the year, going into each game, a game would finish, and I would just think to myself, thank the Lord that A.J. Brown is a Titan. Mm-hmm. I think I said that multiple yes. times. How many times year. were we yelling at the TV, throw the ball to A.J.? Yeah. Throw it, just, it yeah. doesn't matter if he's covered. Throw it to him. He'll catch it. Like, yeah. And, I mean, okay, it, it sucks that he's gone now. But every time you go through something like that, you go through a loss, you go through losing something, whatever, you got to move on. We can't just sit here and keep crying about AJ Brown, and I'm 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 telling this to myself right now. I'm definitely preaching this to myself because I am. Oh, think about I think it's, all the people AJ Brown jerseys. They were 100. Uh, percent That you said that, Pettit. You told Ian and Laura. To, you told Laura yeah, to get. I need to tell that story. I, I'm uh, Ian. You're a smart man. Basically, what happened was him and Laura's anniversary. Laura a, a was good like, friend of hey, and ours. they're married. They're married, and she was like, what jersey should I get Ian? And I was like, get him a Titans jersey. And she was like, which one? Should I get him a Derrick Henry or an AJ one? And I go, AJ Brown, lock it in. He loves AJ. He'll be a Titan forever. Do it. And straight up, Ian was like, great decision. She sent me a photo of him in the jersey and was like, love it. Blah blah blah. Like, Not even a hesitation. He, even texted him to make sure that he won the AJ one. Mm. He was like, "Yeah, I would, I would definitely get an AJ one." And then, literally right after the trade, I texted and I was like, "I'm so sorry <laughs> that I told Laura to get you the the AJ jersey." And he's like, "It's all right. It's not your fault. I left the tag on there until I, he got the extension." No like, way. Smart. Nice. Move. Wow. wow. Smart move. What a man. call. Yeah. Good well, job being Benny. Well, okay. So with 
with moving on um, and with just, you know, letting go of A.J. Brown, uh, sometimes you just, you know, you, you just got to do the things. You got to unfollow him on Twitter. He tweets all the time. I still <laughs> see his tweets, even though I don't follow him anymore. But anyways, so let's move kind on. Kind of let's, ratty move on his part to cancel his camp at NBA. He, yeah, he said that there well, were some death threats yeah, that he I got think, over social media, but who, the people who are making death threats over social media, they're not going to show up. Yeah, but I, just, don't, I don't blame we're him. We're getting gotta, death I threats I didn't, I didn't like his tweet. I'm just kidding. I didn't not. like his tweet. He said, <laughs> I don't blame him. I'm trying to get your very own Derek to be the guest of it. It's like, dude, I, stop I, being so petty. I didn't see yeah. that tweet specifically, but I really Because he don't, deleted it. I don't blame Well, I also don't check Twitter, but... <laughs> I don't blame him. Like, would you really want to come back to the city like that after it seems pretty hostile? It's not like and Anthony Ferkser's doing it. <laughs> he actually, he actually does have a well, camp coming just with up. A, he's gonna a hostile, here. like, potential environment. Like, he already was like, "We're we're upset. No one's going to show up." And dude, I think there could be. There's some it wasn't here at him. In the, yeah, maybe in right. I don't know. Maybe maybe I don't know what I'm talking about. I just thought it was a little petty. All right, so let's let's move on. Let's talk about. The draft picks. So we obviously talked about Traylon Burks, and we thought we were about to talk about someone else that night, but then we traded back. Yes. We ended up, I think, with a great, a great haul. Agree. I so, think is the best. I think it's going to be one of the best drafts since 2019. Yes. So we went after Traylon Burks. We had uh, a second round pick. We took Roger McCreary. Auburn, baby. More back from Auburn. And can He's, I say something real quick on Roger, Roger McCreary? How do you want to do this? Do you want us to go back uh, and I'm gonna, talk about it? I'm going to talk about the picks, and then we'll just bring up some of our favorites. Um, we had two third round picks, Nicholas Petit Freire. Yep. Petit Freire. Petit, not Pettit. Yep. And then we traded up a few picks to get Malik Willis in the third round. Uh, big time. Which we were watching. We, we were, were watching, watching the third round together, JG and I. And because it was late on Saturday night or Friday night. Friday night, yeah. And we were begging for the Titans to draft. I wanted Matt Corral, and you wanted, I think, Malik Willis. I was good with whatever. Also, N'Kobe Dean was dropping then, too, and we were like, yeah. go get N'Kobe Dean, go get N'Kobe Dean. And so when they announced Malik Willis, we both we like, kind of crazy. jumped out of our couch and yeah. cheered and yelled. Because it's a great pick. Because if he it can, doesn't he work... He cannot be a bust. Correct. Like, technically, you can't call him a bust. He has, without a doubt, the highest ceiling of any quarterback in the class. He has elite traits from an athleticism standpoint, an arm strength standpoint, and he had a horrible offensive line at Liberty. And so if you can just... You know, start teaching that guy how to read, you know, NFL defenses and bring him along slowly, which we can do because Ryan Tannehill's at least serviceable. Maybe Ryan Tannehill, Tannehill can get us to the playoffs, and then we we hand the ball over to Malik Willis in crunch time. <laughs> so so uh, after so that Malik Willis was great. Uh, after Malik Willis, uh, we had two fourth round picks: Hassan Haskins, running back from Michigan; Chig Okonkwo, tied in pick. from Maryland. He's basically John O 2.0. And then we had a fifth-round pick, Kyle Phillips, also receiver from pick. UCLA. Two sixth-round picks. Took the uh, VFL, Theo Jackson. Yep. Uh, also from Nashville, Nashville native. Who's getting rave reviews Great in OTAs reviews. right now. People, and yep. Chance Campbell, linebacker from Ole Miss. Who, it, Probably we, special teams We guy. ended up – well, he could – yeah, special teams guy, but you never know. We could have the same injuries as last we've, year. And we've hit on we six-round picks. Yeah, we have. Yeah. picks. So, so – with that, I think you look back at the A.J. Brown trade and just as a whole, I like the haul that we ended up getting. Totally. And someone like a Roger McCreary, short arms, so he might be a slot guy, but people really like him. He 
matched up against John Mechie and Jameson Williams in the Iron Bowl this year and absolutely had a day. Yeah. They, Alabama didn't necessarily target specific corners in their offense. They just threw the ball to their guys because they're like, no matter who we're lined up against, we're going to be better. So Auburn tried to, as many times as possible, get Roger McCreary on whoever the number one receiver was. I think he was mainly on Mechie. But I guess Jameson Williams got hurt that game. Yeah, Mech- Williams got hurt. So then he just followed. Or no, Mechie. he got ejected that game. Yeah, That's for targeting. Yeah. So Roger, Mc- they threw the ball at him like sixteen times, and he had like twelve wins in those sixteen throws. So yeah. it, it, he he balled out. So he he's just he adds great depth to the cornerback room. Um, at the time, we were very. It was well, a we head thought scratcher. we needed a like a receiver. Yeah, we were like maybe what even go are another we receiver doing? or go like uh, lineman. Or mm-hmm. I don't, honestly, I don't even know what I wanted at that point. Well, and <laughs> we were all shook. We, we yeah. all didn't know what some we people were trying to say that this shows that Caleb Farley is a bust, and I don't think that's true at all. No, I think they're different he's players. Outside. Yeah. Caleb Farley's outside guy. They're totally different players. Vrabel said he wants to be a man-to-man defense where you can put different guys on different type of players and match up. And Mar- Roger McCreary, he's like the guy you put on Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. They're both on the same team now, which is kind of crazy. <laughs> um, or, or like, I don't know, this, this, the quick, shifty uh, wide receiver. That's yeah. who you put Roger McCreary on. You put Caleb Farley on, like, your DK Metcalfs or your DeAndre Hopkins. Rather taller guys. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think it makes sense. So, and then I, I will say, so Petit Frere, the tackle from Ohio State, he's he supposedly, everyone's saying he's great for our scheme. So I think that's, that's going to end up being a great pick. Kind of stinks that we're still chasing that Isaiah Wilson type thing. We don't know about Dylan Radens, all that stuff. I think Petit Frere is at least going to add a good bit of uh, at least some depth there. Um, the whole draft, though, we got all the positions we needed and yeah. more, it felt like. I think Oconquo, great tight end, just take him. Yeah. Good, solid value. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I just feel like this was a big-time draft where it's like, you kind of look back and you just think to yourself, dang, they kind of they had a solid draft. Nothing that was that crazy. I know people were a little skeptical of the obviously the AJ Brown trade and then getting Traylon Burks at 18. People might have thought he could be later, but supposedly Aaron Rodgers really really wanted him. So they that was a threat that he was going to be gone after the Packers first pick. Um and he but, was that was there was a big drop off in wide receiver talent after those top six guys. Mm-hmm. Really, after the top four, I think you could say the top four are elite, and then like Josh uh, Dodson, Jahan Dodson, Jahan Dodson, and Traylon Burks are like that second tier. Yeah, but then there was a big drop off between the second tier and the third tier. Yeah, and uh, I want to talk about Kyle Phillips, receiver from UCLA. He got big time buzz in the OTA, so like the rookie minicamp or something, and obviously. It's a time to overreact to those. It is always but the time. He basically is. He's gonna I be. He's gonna be the Adam Humphreys. He's gonna be. Uh, he's just a slot machine. He's a slot machine. We're at a casino. <laughs> a we're, at, we're at a. We're at a casino. We're at a casino with Kyle Phillips. And every now and then you're gonna hit that jackpot. And heck, you might. You might How be on he, the slot machine that that hits a lot. Some of his tape was so impressive that came out after the draft. How did he drop to the sixth round? He's just small. He's a small guy. I mean, I guess uh, he's a small guy. I don't know. He had he had some solid tape though. You're right. Um, oh, we got a guest here. We do have a guest. Trap William Trapnell. Let's you wanna, get your thoughts. Yeah. What are your, what were your thoughts on the Titans draft? I uh, remind me real quick. Trap. Were you uh, were you on the 
first round episode for a little bit. I was not. Or were you not there? Okay, no, sweet. Not. Then I'm glad we're getting your thoughts on this. What was your favorite pick? Um, I think my favorite pick is Malik Willis. Okay. Yeah, I think he's got a, a ton of upside, and you know he he has a, a quarterback in the locker room that's really going to take him under his wing. And uh, in Tannehill, and really serve as a mentor. I know he's really excited about that. <laughs> uh, Even though Tannehill said he wouldn't, his job wasn't to mentor him, which is which is fine. Yeah, no, it's it's a competitive QB locker room, and you know, no, I, I think he's he's a guy that um, is exciting to watch, and we haven't really had somebody like that in a while. And Tannehill's obviously been good, but. I I don't know his stats that well, but hopefully he doesn't have a ton of interceptions, uh, yeah. Malik. I think I don't think that's mainly interceptions in the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, that's what like, we don't need. When you look at someone like Malik Willis and the struggles that he has right now, with people say he struggles with accuracy every now and then, sometimes decision making too. You look at, I mean, that that classic example of of right now in the NFL is Josh Allen, who came out of Wyoming, crazy strong arm. Struggled with accuracy, struggled with decision making, even his first couple years in the NFL, and now he's turned around to where he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Surely, Malik Willis has the the traits and tools to where he can be that. And we didn't take Josh Allen was a what top ten pick? I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if he's we didn't be take, Josh Allen. No, I know. I'm just saying we didn't take Malik Willis in the first round. It's not like he has to hit. Like Josh Allen, they were so desperate for Josh Allen to hit. Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. I think that's that's what I liked a lot about our, our draft broadly is that I, I feel like we got a lot of guys that going into the draft either had a lot of buzz or were projected to go a little bit earlier, and then we got them at good value. And obviously, it's one of those things where it's like you know you don't necessarily want to live and die off of value picks, but at the same time, you know. A, a, you know, a rookie quarterback on a third round pick contract is, is a good place to be. And it's a flyer. And if it works, he was first round talent and we could have gotten an absolute steal. And if we don't, then we didn't waste a first round pick on him. Um, and which, it's going to work. Yeah. I'm putting that into the air well, right now. I don't know if it you is guys have work. watched videos on him, him at Liberty. You're like, Oh, that's solid. He has a lot of running plays and you're like, that's fun, whatever. That doesn't usually translate super well to the NFL. But if you watch his videos of him at, like, the Combine or just, like, some of those training videos and stuff like that, I mean, he gets – all the scouts watching are absolutely amazed. Like, they got to one point where he throws such a great deep ball that just for fun, they got the fastest, best wide receiver there. I don't remember who it was. And they were just like, throw it as far as you can. And let's just – everybody was just like – and he throws it and everybody's like – Oh, and like holding their breath, and he misses it by like a yard. And it is like everybody. I mean, that's just how exciting of a player he can be, just like watching him throw everybody. It catches everybody's eye. I'm already excited. I think the Ryan Tannehill experiment is going to be over after this year. Um, and I mean, I don't think he's going to prove anyone wrong. Poor guy. But we're going to be sitting here Memorial Day 2023 saying it's Malik Willis's team. Let's go, baby. <laughs> but but I, I think what we're skipping over and what I'm most excited about for this season is that yes, it might be it might be Malik Willis's team in, you know, a year or two or three, but at the end of the day, this is Derrick Henry's team. It and is. he's gonna yeah. be back. He's gonna be back. And it doesn't really matter I you obviously need Tannehill to play competently, but 
Derek's had some rest. He's feeling good. Lest we forget, everyone's like, oh, Derek Henry's done after watching how he played in the playoffs. But before he got hurt, he was by far the best running back in the NFL. No he was going to get 2,000 yards again. He was going to get more than 2,000 yards. Did y'all see the video of him doing change of direction, cuts uphill, full speed? I had that to, came out this week. I had to quit watching it after watching on loop for a bit. So, yep, yeah, I got really I have excited. definitely seen that. <laughs> um, I saw, I, I will say, along with the Malik Willis just factor, uh, shout out John Anderson. He texted in uh, a group text with me. He woke up the next day after we took Malik Willis, and he just goes, he just said, there's a little bit more pep in your step when your pro team has a young, uh, yes. a young, like, potential starter star in the NFL. And you know what? I don't want him to play a snap this year because I want to keep that pep in my step. Yeah. Because if I go if he goes out and plays and, and is terrible, bad. I'm gonna be so upset. It's gonna be a, a tough <laughs> offseason. So even if he's bad, just just hold him. But I mean, right. then we're just gonna let be us have, he's Josh Allen. He needs a year or let two. Us, yes. And, let us have that hope for a little longer at least, okay? Because it is I don't think any Titans fans are going into this year thinking we're going to win the Super Bowl. Like, no. I, I'm not. I went into this last year thinking Julio Jones, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Tannehill's good enough, and we got a, a better defense. Like, we can win the Super Bowl. And this year, I'm like, if we win the division, I'll be pumped. So, and with the Malik Willis pick as well, I mean, I actually ended up, I told y'all, I saw him in the airport. So, we, I, I had just, I was going to uh, Myrtle Beach a couple weeks ago for a golf trip. And I had, you know, I, it was a Wednesday afternoon. I had just gotten through, uh, I was going to the security line and I saw Malik Willis coming in toward the line with the, they check your license and they check your ID. And he's cut, he doesn't look that tall, but he's, he's big. Like you, he's thick. And he I saw skip him leg day. and he had his AirPods in and I thought, I, who cares? And I lean in as we're passing each other and I dab him up, and I just go, prompt you're a Titan. And he just looks at me, he goes, thank you, man. And I, I was starstruck. I legitimately, I texted everyone I knew that I had just seen Malik Willis. It was awesome. I thought he was, ki- I thought he was trying to get us to believe him and not that John Garrett was actually messing with us. But <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I swear on my life. And I ended up, I went to uh, a different gate or a different terminal. I was coming back to my original terminal. And I saw him again on his phone, and I thought to myself, "I don't need to be. I don't need to be crazy. I'm gonna. I'm gonna avoid him here. I'm gonna go around." So, <laughs> you should have uh, told him to listen into the the show. I should have. Everyone asked was asking if, or asked him if he wanted to come on. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of uh, of leg days, have you get, have any of you guys seen the uh, the tweet that Taylor Lewan sent around where it was like it was comparing uh, Taylor Lewan starting left tackle, Derrick Henry starting running back. And Malik Willis's legs, yes, and Malik, Malik Willis's, Willis's legs are huge. Absolutely yoked. His no, legs are massive. You know, Lawan has very skinny yes, legs. Yes, legs. Derek. It's a pretty funny comp. <laughs> it's great, but yeah, I think like when you when you get a pick like Malik Willis in the draft, and then you kind of feel like like Pettit said, you hit the needs that that we had going into the draft. You just think to yourself, like that was a solid draft. Yeah. That was a great draft. I mean. Like you said, Robert, you could look back and this could be better, you know, this, uh, similar if not better than the 2019 draft. Yeah, it's and got it's that exciting. Potential. I'll also say this too: if Malik Willis, you know, let's say he practices for a year, and the Titans coaches know he's not the guy, 
go draft another first rounder next year. Yeah. Like we are not we don't have the luxury anymore of just being a defensive team who runs the football and that being enough in the NFL. Like we have gotten to that point as a franchise where we need to go get an all-star quarterback. And the way you do that is you take shots. You take big swings I on think, quarterbacks. Yes, yes and I think no, draft's going to bite yes back Yes and no, here. because oh. if you look at last year, we were a defensive team with an above-average quarterback that pounded the ball and played really, really good defense. We had no business in the world losing to the Bengals. But we did. <laughs> But there you go. Oh no! I, mean, I don't know. <laughs> yes, no, I understand. But that was a not an above average or average quarterback performance. That was, I mean, you, you had Trap tr- saying that the you quarterback had to try play pretty that we got hard to do what Tannehill did in the playoffs in that scenario. We had what was it? Nine sacks. Yeah. Eleven nine. sacks. Nine, There's sacks. Nine. nine. Nine sacks. And our deep. I mean, if we win that game, who who the heck knows? You know what I mean? Like. I don't think you, you we obviously were, it's a quarterback league and you gotta have the good quarterback. I don't think we are beating the Chiefs next game. I, as a matter of fact, I think we're gonna get destroyed by the Chiefs next game. No, man. If, if we had beaten the Bengals, we would have been Super Bowl champs. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, listen, I'm I'm with you. I think you can get you can, it's like you can do it. It's you can do it in the regular harder. season. It's, you can do it in the regular season when when the you know teams are coming off. Who was the last team to win a Super Bowl with Average above average quarterback, but an elite defense. This is just a question. I, I literally don't know. Maybe Trent Dilfer with the Ravens, Broncos, Peyton Manning. There you go. And yeah, we have you realize how that. good our defense would have to be to be at that level. We were that good. We were that good. We our were defense. not that good. Our defense was our defense was pretty elite. dang good. We did, we're not Von Miller and well, I mean bon, the Von Miller Broncos never had nine sacks in a game. Landry. I think he's saying the Rams, right? Here's what I'm saying, guys. <laughs> Maybe we, maybe you guys want to hold on to the hope that we can be a team who hands the ball off thirty times a game and plays good defense, and we can win a Super Bowl one or two times. Do you not want? Hope? I would love to win the Super Bowl one or two times. Sorry, we can we can win the Super Bowl one time. That sounds awesome. I'll take that deal. I am holding out hope. I am absolutely holding. Wouldn't out hope. you rather have a quarterback? Like a Joe Burrow or a Josh Allen or a Justin Herbert that you get in the draft, <laughs> or a Malik Willis, where you know you can you're going to be in the mix for the next decade and a half. No, no, I'm I'm with you. It, it's like the Vols, right? Like I would say the Vols for the last t- it's you know bad comp, but the last ten years <laughs> yeah. is fifth twenty years uh, is like the Titans. We had you know a yes, decent I'm defense. I'm tired and we of being the like the Vols. And now, no, 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 no. But hey. now what I'm saying is we have Hypo. <laughs> And it's a high-powered offense, great quarterback, and we're slinging the rock yeah. around. Dude. Trap's saying he agrees well, I'm agree- with you. No, I'm agreeing with you. Okay. Wanting that, that it's factor. Who, who knows? But we, on any given Saturday, they could win because it's a lot of points, and you can have a, an average defense where if you are relying on the defense only, one thing goes wrong and you're host. I think what Trap is basically saying is he agrees with what you're saying. He sees what you're saying. But he's also fighting back in the sense that I think he, saying there's still hope this maybe year. Maybe there's still one more year where we can rely on how good our defense is and have Derrick yeah. Henry be as great maybe. as he is. Or even Hassan Haskins uh, helping out Derrick Henry as well I, uh, and Dontrell Hilliard. You know, I think so, with Mike Rabel as our coach, I think there's always a chance. Absolutely. I, I agree with all I, that. I, I think currently our chance, since Rabel's been coached, our chance of winning a Super Bowl is at its lowest point. 
going into the season? Uh, well, Since maybe not his cut. first year. With Mariota at quarterback? I mean, yeah, maybe, yeah. It's a good question. I, I mean, I'm with you, Pat. I don't think there's a shot. It's, I would say it's similar. Winning. I would say it's similar. I don't think we have a shot I mean, to win the Super Bowl this year. I'm going to say it. I don't think we have I mean, any I mean, either, we I did either, go to the AFC Championship in the second year, so. <laughs> for those of y'all that yeah. – uh, actually, for those of y'all, as in none of y'all, uh, Trap is currently – we have three microphones. Trap is on the couch. We keep saying things that fire him up, and he comes back and wants to say more, which is great. I wish that y'all could see it. It's hilarious. So what it's were fun you to gonna, watch. you going to say, Trap? <laughs> what I was uh, – <laughs> What I was going to just say is, is that it, nothing has necessarily changed. I mean, the biggest change from last year to this year is AJ Brown being gone. Yes. Okay. That's a Which big is one. Pretty big. AJ Brown being gone. Derrick Henry's more than likely just based on statistics and not age, like that. is yes. probably going to take a small step yes, back. I'm not will. saying he's going to be bad, but he's not going to be the a best two thousand plus yard runner. Tannehill, based on all of last season, was had a pretty poor year. So if he has a similar performance, that is not a good start. This already. time last year, we thought Tannehill could take us to the Super Bowl. Yes. This time, currently, <laughs> I know he cannot take us to the Super Bowl. <laughs> but so, so a lot I has guess changed. There's, there's a there's a <laughs> lot that there's a lot of hate towards Ryan Tannehill. Here's what I'll say: I'm going to back the guy. Ryan Tannehill came in and took us from an average franchise to one that was competing for divisional champ- winning divisional Agreed. championships and then competing in the playoffs. Ryan Tannehill had a above average to solid year in the regular season. He Agreed. led us to the number one seed in the AFC. He had one bad game and now we're going to decide that he is terrible. We need to move on. He's the worst quarterback ever. He's still a good quarterback. He had one bad game. I think people are moving on too quickly from him and saying we got to move to Malik Willis. we got to go forward. Give the guy another shot. Now, if he, again, can't show up in a big game and or just is not good in the regular then season, you have Malik then, Willis. then you have the answer. Yeah, but I think, I think to that's To say three interceptions in a playoff game determines his career – I don't know. Coming from uh, one of the biggest Tannehill supporters right here. Pettit loved Tannehill. I, I still love Tannehill, and I agree. He did take the Titans from a mediocre franchise to a playoff contending, Super Bowl contending team. Now, based on last year's performance, he is not an Aaron Rodgers. He is not a Tom Brady. He needs wide receivers around him. With AJ getting hurt all the time last year, Julio being hurt, he had bad games last year. He had he had some very poor games last year. And what I'm saying is I still love Tannehill, and I still think he can take us to the playoffs again this year. However, he is not winning us a Super Bowl based on the talent that he has around him. And that is where I'm like – I don't think I'm hating on Tannehill where I'm like, we got to get rid of him. I'm hating on him. It's like, well, if he needs all that support and we can't provide it to him right now and he's getting paid so much that we – Definitely can't provide it to him because of how much we're paying him. It's like he clearly can't be the guy. And yeah. I, again, I love Tannehill, and I, I think he's awesome, and I think he's a great Titan, and he's completely flipped around the franchise. Yes, but that is the current situation. It's a great point, Bennett. He's the highest paid quarterback in the NFL right now. And Trap, you bring up great points, and I have said this all off season. Ryan Tannehill 
has transformed our franchise along with Mike Grable and John Robinson. We would not be where we are today without Ryan Tannehill. At the same time, we cannot get where we want to go with Ryan Tannehill. He's Mark Jackson. Remember Mark Jackson, the, uh, the coach of the Warriors before Steve Kerr came? Mark Jackson came in. He taught Steph Curry. He taught, he taught Clay Thompson. He taught Draymond Green how to play basketball, how to play together, how to play Warriors basketball. They got to the Western Conference semifinals two years in a row, couldn't get over the hump. They brought in Steve Kerr, and all of a sudden, the Splash Brothers took another step. We need somebody who can take the foundation that Ryan Tannehill has laid and take it to the next step. And the next step involves playing better in the playoffs. Let me read you some stats for the last three years. Ryan Tannehill in the playoffs. All right. Three games in 2019, one game in 2020, and one game in 2021. Okay, so five total games. So that's a pretty big sample size in the playoffs. Five total games. Yeah, he, he took us to five playoff games, but, but that's a lot of games in the playoffs. It's a, lot, a big sample size for us to see what are you made of when the lights are the brightest, okay? 150 yards a game throwing or, or passing. Not a very good number. Seven touchdowns. Okay, like 1.5 touchdowns a game, five interceptions. He's, getting a, an, he's averaging an interception per game in the playoffs. He's taking seven sacks, and he has a passer rating of 85.2. I will say some, some of those stats are a little unfair considering two of those games. Derrick Henry was setting records on how many Fun. yards yes. he was getting. You're right. Derrick Henry didn't need went off. To do much. But at the but same I see, time, I, I see what you're saying. We didn't need Tannehill saying. for two of those games. Well, let me tell you when we did need him. We yeah, needed no, him I, I get in the that. AFC Championship game. That. We needed that. him against the Ravens two years ago. We needed him against the Bengals last year. How many times are we going to keep saying, give the guy another chance? Yeah, I know. He, he can do it. We believe in him because he's a Titans quarterback. We're going to have his back. And I believe all that. I don't think Malik Lewis should have the keys to the castle today. But I don't expect Ryan Tannehill to do anything differently this year. He's proven it three years in a row that he's not the guy to take us to the Super Bowl. So, yes, we could not be the team we are today without Ryan Tannehill. But to become a perennial contender in this league, we have got to continue taking swings like we did in the third round in the draft this year on maximizing as much talent as we can possibly get out of the quarterback position. Trap, what did you what did you have? Did you have anything to that? Uh, this is just total shift and kind of. I don't want to talk about this anymore. Kind of no, 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 no. I'm I'm going back to something that that Pettit said earlier. He said <clears throat> Ryan Tannehill. This is you know we're on the primetime Titans podcast, but I'm just going to kind of shoot off a hot take here. Oh my gosh, uh, Pettit Pettit said that. Uh, Ryan Tannehill is not Patrick Mahomes, and he's he's not Aaron Rodgers. So my question to you then is: Is Aaron Rodgers a guy that you would want to to be leading you to the championship? If you look at Aaron Rodgers' playoff stats, the guy's great and all in the regular season. Is he Ryan Tannehill? One in four in NFC Championships games, he's lost four in a row. Consistently loses as the higher seed. This year, lost thirteen to ten against the Niners. He scored 13 he scored 10 points in a playoff game leading great, the number it, leading the number 1 seed. So it's It's what, a great what, point. What I would say is is Aaron Rodgers is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. He scored 10 points in a divisional round at home. 
it's not easy to win playoff games. Ryan Tannehill, number one seed, lays an egg against the Bengals, who end up making it to the Super Bowl. So, like, it's not like it's a, a given that Correct. if you're the one seed, you should be in the championship. Or if you're the best NFL quarterback in the league, one of, you may not make it all the way. Listen, exactly. it's yeah. very, very hard, which is why these guys make millions and millions of dollars a year. And I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not. But I am saying we can't expect Ryan Tannehill to change those stats around. He's shown who he is. Yeah. Okay, so I think we're, we're starting to get a little in this Tannehill uh, tangent. Um, I think we should – I think we got to kind of start wrapping this up. Um, we have said we're going to have a full-on Tannehill episode. Yes. And I'm looking forward to that. I am too. Maybe the beers Maybe will we be bring flowing. Trapp in. I think Trapp's maybe, the most pro Tannehill. Maybe some more Maybe some more bush lights for uh, old JG over here, like the, the night of the draft. Um, and I love I love the back and forth. Maybe we can have something uh, something where we bring trap and a fourth mic in, and we just yeah we just we 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 throw all different kinds of uh, scenarios so. out there. I think that's what we got to do. So um, basically, I want to bring up one more thing before Robert Woods looks great with his ACL, and Caleb Farley does as well. Good. Maybe they'll be good for Week One. Who knows? But let me tell you. Robert Woods looks dang good out there in that number two jersey with that visor. He's sneaky. Woo, baby. I, hey, I'm already getting excited about Robert I said Woods. This, I said this last year, but when Caleb Farley makes his first tackle <laughs> opening day, I'm going to be cringing. I'm just going to be having my eyes closed. Uh, <laughs> begging we're ready. To stay hey, it's, healthy. it's Caleb Farley season. It's Caleb Farley season. That's what it is. We, we got a long offseason ahead of us. I'm already getting excited. And it's going to be fun, you know? It's not like we're without hope. We may not be the Super Bowl contender we thought we were last year, but, hey, it's still going to be fun. It's still the NFL. we got a lot of fun things planned for this and summer. the division still sucks. The division does still suck. Matt Ryan is a joke. Get out here with Matt Ryan. I don't know. Matt Ryan's not going to beat us. I don't know. I'm not worried Matty about Heiss. that, Ryan. Different topic for a different time. Different topic for a different time. Happy Memorial Bear with Day. Us here. Bear with us here. It's the off season, you know? Titans, um, they're on our mind all the time. But there's other things that are on our mind, as in other sports. Go get your Traylon Burks jerseys. Go get your uh, go get his jerseys. Go get your Robert Woods jerseys. You got a Julio Jones jersey. Convert that O from the Jones and the S at the end. Just make just keep that O. Add on a, another W O and a D. Maybe switch it up. I just saved you about 150 bucks right there. That's right. You're welcome. That's what we You're do here. That's what we, that's what we provide though. here at Primetime Titans. Uh, discounted values, as in Malik Willis' third round. All right, we're rambling. We appreciate y'all. I'm JG. I'm Robert. I'm Pettit. I'm Trap. <laughs> and we thank y'all. <laughs>